Hello, and welcome to episode 38 of the Sally Serves It Up podcast, where I help you regain your health and power around food and alcohol and your body using the coaching tools that changed my life. Today, I want to talk to you about thought errors and how they stop you from finding your natural weight, from losing fat, from changing your behaviors and habits around food and alcohol. Thought errors is a concept that was taught to me during my coaching certification, um, which was just based entirely on the premise that our thoughts about external circumstances, any circumstance, create our feelings and our feelings drive our actions. And it's those actions which create the results that we have in our life. And if we want to change the results that we have, we have to look to our thoughts, which are the things that we can change. We can't change always the circumstances, but we can change our thoughts. And I'm going to explain how once you establish what your thought errors are with weight and body and food and alcohol and kind of like this whole area of your life that might feel a little bit um, stuck and broken, you can start to change them so that you create the outcomes you want. And I would say this is kind of like a part two on um, the episode I did on using thought work for weight loss. Um, And it's one that a lot of people, I think, want to skim over and they skim over with diets and diets and diets until they just get so fed up. And they're like, "Okay, well, Sally's been nattering on about this for long enough. I'm going to give it a go. Um, It's such a crucial piece of the puzzle. And basically, the idea for this came when I was sorting some of my notes the other day from certification. I was doing some filing. Um, And I found this piece of paper, which just says thought errors at the top. And then it just says underneath it, thought errors are thoughts that create unwanted desire and cause unwanted actions. So it's those thoughts create our feelings, create our actions. And so it's an error would be something that creates something you don't want to feel. So a desire for food, a desire for alcohol, which is an emotion, and that emotion drives you to take action you don't want, which is consuming it um, when you haven't planned to, consuming it when it doesn't, when it's not going to serve you and the results that you want. Say you want to lose some weight, you want to lose some fat, you are going to have to change your actions. So I don't necessarily want to share all of them because I had a read through and some of them, I just don't think it would be helpful to share without proper coaching around them because some of them are extremely provocative in my opinion. Um, and, and not necessarily, um, I think align with values that the majority of people have. Um, at the same time, it's, really that all does still prove the fact that they are subjective thoughts that we can choose to have or not have. And those subjective thoughts can feel like facts about the world. Um, And we have the ability to change these thoughts in order to change how we feel and to direct the actions that we want to take and create the outcomes that we want. So here's the list of some of the ones from this piece of paper. And then I'm also going to add on some of the ones that were my thought errors that definitely kept me stuck. So eating sweets is a part of life. 
I'll be left out if I don't eat with them. Celebrating with a meal is what matters. Parties without food or drink aren't fun. Not loving food is fringy and abnormal. I found that quite funny. Um, Just this once, it won't matter. It's normal to overeat. Cheating is fun. Food should never be boring. Losing weight is hell. Cutting back is painful. I should be able to eat everything I want. I think that's a really important one because a lot of the time we look around to um, naturally slim people and we think they're eating whatever they want, but I think that it's a lot more nuanced than that. They're not overeating. Um, And then some of the ones that I added are like, I'm a foodie. This is just what I do. I've got to order what a foodie would consider the best thing on this menu. So I would always, it would be like, of course I'm getting the truffle pasta. Oh, of course I'm getting that special. And have you had this pudding here? They are so famous for it. I've got to have that because I'm a foodie. Like this, it it really created a cycle of not eating food that always served me and eating past the point of full, eating, you know, more than I needed. Um, the food and wine is the most important part of going out. I also definitely had thoughts around my identity. It's like, I just used to always think my body just loves to be fat. Um, this is just what I do. This is going to be so hard. It will be impossible to change. Um, and, and kind of thinking that I would have to let go of so much of my identity around food as around as being someone who enjoyed food in order to lose weight. And I would have to go to back to like Weight Watchers counting points vibes where I used to have egg white omelets with fried courgettes and mushrooms with a tablespoon of ketchup. And I think that whole thing was about one point. Um, That is so depressing. But that is what I used to eat when I was at university doing Weight Watchers. And I just never thought that I would be able to find a way where I could enjoy food. And I certainly take pleasure and joy from food. But I was able to kind of let go of this foodie identity, because it really didn't serve me and the results that I want. And for some of you that are foodies, and that that's totally great if that label and that identity serves you and the results that you want. Um, And coaching is always just completely unique and about looking inward about as to what identities you have and your self-concept and how and if they are serving you. So with that list, I do want you to think to yourself about how do those thoughts make you feel? Like if you are thinking, um, for example, let me choose one. If I'm thinking cheating is fun, Um, And cheating, I think, is a bit of a loaded word, but basically sort of going off plan and and saying, fuck it. Um, If I'm thinking that's fun, then I almost feel a bit giddy and I get a bit excited. And then I when I'm feeling that kind of energy, I'll I'll go all out on cheating and I will I'll be like, well, I've done that now. So I'm going to have the pizza. I'm going to have the ice cream. I'm going to have the garlic bread. I'm going to have the dough balls, whatever it is. I'm going to have a bottle of wine with it you know it's it becomes a whole thing and the result of that is cheating <laughs> i don't know you might think that the result of that is that cheating is fun or that you're using food as a way to provide fun as a way to provide entertainment and 
whether you like that result or not. If you like that result, please hear me, then power to you and go, like enjoy it. And that is, I'm certainly not here to change people's minds. I'm just here to open up the possibility of what is possible for you and whether how you think these these beliefs that feel so ingrained in you, whether they actually serve you and what you want. If you want to create a change, you have to look at these beliefs. And consider what some of the things that I've said, like what's come up for you? What do you have resistance to? What do you, what feels like truth to you? Do you feel kind of confronted by any of these? Do you feel, do you find some of them jarring? Because I do find some of them jarring. Um, Like cooking and eating with my family is love. I think that's an interesting one because I just think it's a very primal thing to take pleasure from food and to take pleasure from providing food. But it's more about finding a thought and a belief that actually serves you um, because it it makes the food very loaded and less neutral. And what is always available to you is that food is a neutral circumstance. It doesn't have meaning until we attach meaning to it. So those are the sort of things that I want you to consider what came up for you. And rather than um, judging yourself, I would like you just to write down all of your thoughts that are what one might deem as thought errors. And rather than thinking of them as errors, because I don't think that's particularly helpful, perhaps you want to think about them as just unintentional thoughts like thoughts you haven't taken the time to really decide to think, but have picked up over time, like subconsciously, just from family, upbringing, general societal norms, and also as ways of coping. I often think about how how did that old identity of, of me, of Sally, help me? What was it trying to do? I was trying to fit in. I was trying to get approval. I was also using it as a way to kind of um, validate and allow all of this over desire that I had for food. Um, and, and that just then started perpetuating itself. And it's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? I don't know. Um, so you might be asking when you've kind of, when you're, when I'm asking you to write down what you think and these things that you might deem as thought errors that feel like really strong factual beliefs, you might be asking like, why should I look at this? And I really want to bring you back to your why. What is your why? Why are you even listening to me, Nataran, right now? What do you want? What are the results you want? And what is creating the current results that you don't like? Without that awareness of these thoughts, which will be what is creating the results that you don't like, you will not be able to change. Without awareness, we have nothing. We have no no power to change anything. And we'll just be taking like, you know, a random guess and be doing diet after diet to to try and find a solution. And then think about, you know, when you're asking yourself that, it's like thinking about the, the opportunity to become the best version of yourself, where you like what you're creating in your life. Like that is available to you, where you are totally kind of opted in and on board with what you are doing. You've taken responsibility for everything because you've taken responsibility for the thoughts you're deciding to think. And you're looking inward 
in order to grow and evolve rather than looking outward for solutions or placing blame on external circumstances, um, whether that's people, work, like your job, your family, um, like diagnosis, like anything like that. And when you've got this awareness, it's not about trying to force yourself into believing something that feels completely unbelievable. It's about bridging the gap and really just kind of holding your own hand and being like, so for me, it's like I was, if I had this huge foodie identity, it was mainly about just starting to believe, which I did believe that it was possible that that identity didn't serve me. And it's possible that I'm not a foodie. And it's possible that I'm just someone who enjoys food that tastes good. Like that feels a lot more natural and neutral to me. And it's possible that I'm someone who really enjoys cooking, but it doesn't define me and my sort of experience and what I'm creating. I can enjoy cooking. I can enjoy food. I can go to delicious restaurants and I can take pleasure from it, but it doesn't have to create results that I don't like. It doesn't have to mean that I weigh more than what feels natural and right to me. And it doesn't have to mean that I'm not acting in alignment with my values. And really it's also about looking inward at what your values are. Like that's why I said about this thought error that they mentioned about um, eating with your family and that being about love. And I, I just want you to be really consciously and deliberately deciding what you think about things so that you create a feeling which drives actions that serve you. And so that you aren't overeating, overdrinking, eating more than your body needs for fuel. It's not about not eating that food. Like it's not about demonizing food as good or bad. The problem comes when we eat more than our body needs. So looking at thought errors that are creating this unwanted desire and urges and cravings for specific food when you might not even be hungry. There is no problem with being hungry and ordering the pizza with your family and just enjoying it. That's exactly what, you know, I think is a wonderful, beautiful thing to do. But it's when you've got thoughts that compound and mean that over time, you're just eating more than your body needs for fuel. You're thinking that food is super important and placing all sort of so much importance on the food to provide all your joy, all your entertainment, all your pleasure, all like it even takes away from how present you're able to be with the people that you're with. Um, And it just takes away from these results that you want. So if you have results that you like, I probably, I don't think you'd even be here listening to me. If you have results that you want to change, then you've got to look at your thoughts. And I hope that this episode has been just something to get you thinking about what thoughts you have about food, whether they are helpful, whether they serve you, and what you might want to intentionally think and practice as a belief that will help you feel an appropriate amount of desire and something that doesn't feel overwhelming and then leads you to take action and eat in a way that serves you and create and starts creating results, starts moving the needle with weight, body, food, um, habits, all of it. Because 
it's really all available to you. And it is incredibly freeing when it feels like you are in control. You hold the power. It, and it's not about self-control. You just are in control because you don't have thoughts that are creating all of this sort of overwhelming desire in you. So this is what's available to you. If you want to kind of look more at urges and cravings, download my free guide, How to Manage Urges and Decrease Your Cravings at sallywebstercoaching.com. Otherwise, have a beautiful week, my friends. I'm going to be talking next week about all things weekends, eating and drinking, and what I do when I have not had a weekend that's gone perfectly to plan, which happens you know, more more than once. So it's really about how to carry on, why to carry on, and also how to think about weekends in the first place in a way that serves you. So yes, it's all back to your thoughts and how you're thinking about things, because that is really what will change and make things feel natural and part of you when you change what you naturally believe over time, in a gradual way and in a compassionate way, um, and in a way that's because you want to become the best version of yourself where you feel at home in your body and you feel comfortable and confident and like you, your brain and your body and everything is just working together. Um, so that's what it's all about. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week. Take care of yourselves. Be kind to yourselves, please speak nicely to yourselves, um, because when you speak nicely to yourself, when you're kind to yourself, when you're taking care of yourself, you will feel differently and your actions will follow. And when you beat yourself up, you only add on more negative emotion and more discomfort, which you will most probably want to buffer away because that's how you've coped with those negative emotions before in your life. So really try and focus on just being kind and gentle and compassionate and taking care. And you will you will see that you don't need to beat yourself up or give yourself a hard time or restrict yourself in order to start changing how you eat and drink. All right, that's enough from me. I will see you next week. Bye. <laughs>